Ladies, do you have your tickets for the biggest gut healing event here on the West Coast that's coming up really soon? Kale Brock and the wellness women, Dr. Ashley and myself, are presenting the Heal Your Gut Workshop here in Perth on the 18th of November. This is gonna be a massive event. The tickets are selling out really fast. If you haven't got your ticket yet and you're a Perth local, make sure you do. You can uh, find the links on our Facebook page, forward, facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Women or just go to Eventbrite and search Heal Your Gut. This is an event that is absolutely not to be missed. So if you have any questions about gut health, your immune system, how your gut health also influences your brain, um, which might include things like your mood, depression, anxiety, any of those sorts of questions, then make sure you come along because they're all gonna be answered on the night. And of course, because it's a topic that I'm so obsessed with, I'm definitely gonna be delving into how your gut health affects your hormones. So ladies, don't miss out. Make sure you've got your tickets. wellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives welcome to wellness women radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health work and play dr ashley bond and dr andrea huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life wonderful listeners welcome back to wellness women radio i'm ashley and i'm andrea and this week we are going to talk to you about something very deep and womanly and that is how we can uh, look at some strategies and lifestyle tips and some great little uh, approaches to help improve your egg quality. And we're talking about eggs not as in the food that you get from the chickens but as in fertility, uh, the eggs within our ovaries. Yeah, and it's such a specific topic, um, especially for women who are trying to conceive and especially for women who are trying to conceive potentially later in life because this is an entire um, sect of you know medical research and it's almost a specialization all into itself. And reproductive medicine certainly focuses um, on how to really optimize egg function um, and egg quality because that is so intricately linked with how the potential of fertilization, uh, so, you know, if, if the embryo is actually to be viable, implantation and then the development of that embryo, um, you know, to go ahead um, to become a live birth as well. So, so that's pretty important. And our egg quality is very much related to our age, unfortunately. And some things that uh, women don't realize is that we're actually born with all the eggs that we ever have, which is pretty fascinating. Um, and Ash, I know that you've got some like pretty cool tidbits about that in particular um, that we were talking about just offline before. Well, yeah, I think it, for me it was fascinating because when uh, yeah, we went into the research of this and I like to go nitty-gritty, so we go right back into the embryology and just find out a little bit about the whole development, the whole life cycle. And what was really fascinating is, ladies, that um, when you're pregnant and your child's around 20 weeks, that's when you're going to have the most amount of eggs in the ovaries that you'll ever have in your lifetime. And that's in utero, which is just phenomenal. And it's around six to seven million of them. By the time your child is born, so at birth, that number has already dropped down to around one to two million eggs. And there we go. So, and that's from thereafter, um, there's a consistent and steady decline up to around the age of 35. And then it steeply declines after that. So really our reproductive age um, starts in our teens for most women. 
and we're sort of down to about 300 400,000 eggs by then so it's not that you're suddenly uh, on a, on a time clock to try and use those eggs up but what we're saying is if you don't protect and nurture and nourish that egg development and that egg storage that you have then unfortunately thanks to things like time age um, genetic mutations due to environmental factors toxicity whole lot of factors then that egg quality may decline a lot faster and uh, unfortunately that's what can lead a lot of women down the path of IV yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, Ash, I see stacks of women who are going through IVF and assisted fertility, um, and a lot of them are even 40 plus. And I know for us as women, that sounds like it's really young. And I know that it sounds like having, you know, one to two million eggs that we're born with sounds like so many. But in reality, and especially with our current lifestyle, with the amount of oxidative stress that we've got in our bodies and all sorts of different um, environmental factors as well, it's a lot more difficult um, to have healthy babies and to conceive these days than what it ever has been before, especially if we wait until later in life and especially because the absolute plethora of hormonal imbalances and challenges that women have these days compared to previously. Uh, for, say, fertility um, timing, uh, optimally we are really primed to have babies in our late teens, early 20s. Um, now, that's physically Certainly not mentally and certainly not emotionally. Um, I can't imagine, you know, being ready for those sorts of things at that age. Um, some women do it beautifully, but from a physical perspective, that's when we're, you know, most fertile um, and that's when a lot of the hormones are at the, the optimal levels to really go and make babies really easily. Uh, then as we get older, it gets a lot harder. And the great challenge for modern women is we're trying to juggle a lot of things. We want to be uh, possibly university educated, get out there, get into the workforce. Um, potentially you might be looking at buying first property in your mid-20s, looking at mortgages, and sometimes children just stick to the back burner until we find that perfect person to to be with. Um, and sometimes for a lot of women, fertility doesn't really come into the picture or the ideas until you hit 30s. And that's when the time clock, um, the societal pressure starts to to hit home and you think, oh my gosh, you know, and this is why we're talking today about the science of that because ladies if you're listening and you're in your 20s or your teens um, or you're in 30s late 30s it's never too late to start to look at how to improve your potential for healthy viable eggs and what a lot of women don't understand is that yes you ovulate through the cycle however that egg's life's journey started some 90 days or so before that, in actual fact, it really started 150 days before that, but the actual health is really significantly affected from about 90 days out. So Andrew and I are going to talk today about a little bit about that 90-day cycle and some of those key things that influence the cell and the egg cell, some of the things that will damage it and cause a potential for not having a viable conception, and then some of the things you can do uh, to improve them and to make your body and your cells healthier. And that way, at least you can be confident and sure that you're doing absolutely everything within your control and your power to make sure your body is well primed and well ready, you know, preconceptively, because, um, yeah, so many women trialing, 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 failing, 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 and getting incredibly frustrated. Um, it's a very emotional uh, stage. It's very challenging, can be very traumatic, um, and can cause a lot of worry, a lot of concern. So we want you to sort of lift that weight off your shoulders because, in essence, the stress of all that is also affecting the uh, the excel. So we want to make sure you can, can take away that mental, emotional stress and make this something you feel as though you have some control over. 
Awesome. Okay. So let's start with looking at, and Ash, I love how you talked about the the 90 day window before the egg is actually ovulated from the ovary. I think that's really important because a lot of women um, will say something to me like, oh, it's okay. Cause I'm not drinking when I'm ovulating. And <laughs> it's like, okay, that's great. However, I think they need to go back and have a listen to our episode about um, the healthy preconception care or our holistic preconception care because it takes a lot more than just not drinking around the time that you're ovulating to make a healthy egg and to have a healthy body. Um, It's a lot more than that. And I think the egg health is a reflection of your overall health and your overall hormonal profile as well. Um, There's certainly lots of ways to test your ovarian reserve um, and to test the number of eggs or the quality of the eggs that you have left. And, you know, this really does start to get into that excuse me, that realm of reproductive medicine. So, you know, only go down these routes if you if you have to and you feel like you need to. Um, the three kind of easiest tests are all by blood test um, or you can do saliva hormone tests as well, uh, which I find is a lot more accurate depending on what you're actually looking for. Um, but you can definitely look at your blood levels of your AMH or your anti-malarian hormones. Uh, so that is a pretty good indicator as to your overall egg reserve. Um, so that's something that you can have tested via bloods. Um, your fertility specialist or your gynecologist can certainly order those tests for you. Um, you can look at your follicular stimulating hormone levels in relation to your estrogen levels of day th- on day three of your cycle, um, which gives you a bit of an indication of what's happening with your ovarian reserves as well. You could look at your antral follicle count, um, which is another test. Um, this is actually by a transvaginal ultrasound though, um, which is another way that we actually look at the diameter of the follicles on the ovaries, which gives us a bit of an indication as to what the reserve might be like. And then you know, failing all other things, um, there's a few other tests that might involve, you know, some pharmaceutical medication that challenge different hormones in relation to their responses. But we won't go into that today because that's definitely going into that realm of, you know, reproductive medicine, um, which is a bit more complicated. So those are three relatively easy tests that you can certainly speak to your gynecologist about if you want to do that, um, or even just a good quality hormonal panel that you can um, have done with any of your your natural health practitioners as well is a, is a good indication as to what's happening for your overall hormone levels. Yeah, and what's really interesting too, once you find some answers in those tests, then it helps guide you make some selections in terms of the lifestyle changes or some of the things you can implement or some of the supplements you may need to introduce Um, because it's not always easy just to throw things in and hope that it's going to do everything you need. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really great to have that informed uh, choice making now that once you know what you're dealing with, then you can do- go down the path of specifically seeing practitioners or people who can guide you um, or at least start to utilise the, I guess, tools and information that's out there to to guide your own fertility in uh, that time once you know what you're dealing with. Um, super interesting though, and, and I found it fascinating because remember we just talked about how your egg cells uh, were at the peak at uh, 20 months uh, conception. So yeah. when you're in utero, it's actually your mother who carries the generation of eggs that are going to be your grand, like her grandchildren, so your children. 
So sometimes isn't that incredible? It's yeah. just incredible. And sometimes it's actually if you're trying to work out, you know, why things are not in kilter, um, you know, chat with mum might actually answer a little bit about when she was around that time of age. What was her stress like? What was her nutrition like? Were there major things going on in her life? Where was she living? Because some of those environmental factors just may give more insight as to why the tests come back with certain results due to, you know, either cell counts and things like that. So that was just, I mean, it's probably not going to help you change that, but it may just help validate that not everything you've done has caused that problem. It could actually be things that happened in your mum's life that actually are the carry on now. And I don't think that um, people quite grasp the importance of that. So if you are pregnant with a female baby, you are also carrying your potential grandchildren. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? It's so an this incredible is why thought. Your health is so important for the next generations as well. Uh, and I don't think people quite grasp the importance of that. Um, I just think that that's absolutely phenomenal that if you are carrying a female baby, then that's also your potential grandchildren as well. Um, it's pretty special. Yeah, so let's let's talk through some strategies because if we just let's um I'll break it down to that ninety day window because remember we said this is a really big topic we could go on and on there's so many layers to it but we'll just try and keep it really clean um we'll talk in this ninety day window first because that's an area where you're going to have most influence and most impact mm-hmm. um that's the time at which you know your egg cell is going towards full maturation so you do have an influence on what happens in that development cycle. Um, And there's really some key factors that are going to influence that egg development and the quality of that egg development. Mm -hmm. And some of those key things are including absolutely your nutritional status. So what you're putting into your body, what you're putting on your body, don't forget skins, lotions, creams, all those things are also, uh, if you can't, I always say, you know, if you you can't... uh, eat it, then you shouldn't put on your skin either. It's got to have that factor to it that you, whatever you put on yourself is as healthy as is what you put in yourself. Um, absolutely proper blood flow out through the ovaries and through the uterus and pelvis. Um, there's proper oxygenation needed to tissues. Incredibly important for growth and development. And there's also importance of hormonal balances, which is, you know, why we suggested the testing and as well stress management. So we're going to run through a couple of those key things now as to what could cause problems and also some strategies that you could use to improve things and what you can add in and and get into your life and lifestyle that's going to make your eggs super, super healthy or give them every chance. Let's just talk about firstly the nutritional intake because that's a really easy, simple place for everyone to start. Um, In terms of nutrition, when we're talking about nutrition, we're going back to that whole preconceptive episode we did about your whole foods, good quality fats. Andrea, throw us through some of the really important things that women need to include or add into their lifestyle and diet when it comes to nutrition. Um, All right. So first and foremost, let me just preface this with there are so many weird and wonderful things out there on the internet. Um, Dr. Google is a really scary place. (laughs) So don't believe everything that you read. Um, If you go searching for, you know, natural ways to um, increase or, you know, produce better eggs, um, there's so many different sites out there that give you all sorts of different things, lots of different, you know, old wives tales about how to improve your egg quality. And as far as I am concerned, a lot of it is not backed up by any kind of rigorous scientific research. Um, Very few things are when we get into this space, um, but we're going to 
talk about in particular the things that are really shown that are tried and tested and they're also supported by really quality research as well so that we know that it actually works. Um, can we just talk uh, quickly about your food is so important because that's what you're making your body on, right? So everything that you put into your mouth, you are what you eat, is that cliche for a reason. Um, I know we harp on a lot about sugar. And there's a reason why we do that. And it impacts your hormonal function so much, but even more so, it actually impacts the quality of your eggs. And there's a reason for that. And that is because of our beautiful hormone leptin. Now, if you've got any questions about leptin, go back and listen to our um, topic about leptin resistance, um, where you know we, we show how leptin blocks the, or insulin, I should say, blocks the leptin uh, receptors in the brain so that you never know that you're full. So you can stand there at the fridge eating from the moment you get home from work until the moment you go to bed and you're not filling up. And that is very, very typical when you've got insulin resistance. Insulin resistance absolutely affects the quality of your ovaries. It impacts the, um, oh, sorry, everyone can hear Tiaki in the barking there. <laughs> That's just him saying hello. Oh, your fair baby is <laughs> just wishing all our listeners a lovely day. It is obviously, uh, yeah, loving the topic. Um, insulin resistance directly impacts the ovaries and this is well documented as well. So if anyone's got any questions about that, feel free to um, shoot us a message on social media and I'm more than happy to supply you with the um, scientific research that supports that as well. But one thing that's really important with leptin is that we've actually found that leptin is also produced in the ovary itself. Um, and it's really important for angiogenesis. And Ash, you talked about blood supply just before and what we're actually referring to is angiogenesis or the new blood supply that affects the ovary or that goes to the egg as well. So anything that's going to affect blood supply or that angiogenic sort of factor is going to have a good stabilizing effect on the reproductive function um, of, of those eggs or of your ovary. Um, so due to the association between our nutritional status, our body mass index and our reproductive sort of efficiency, I guess you could say, Leptin has been researched um, or investigated as that regulatory factor or the thing that's regulating a lot of those things. So if you are really overweight, if you are incredibly insulin resistant, or if you do have polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is very much, you know, that, that insulin resistant metabolic state that insulin is very much involved in as well, then it's going to change that hypothalamic pituitary um, sort of ovarian axis that regulates those hormones. Um, so we know that leptin influences the maturation of the oocyte or of that, that developing egg. Um, so this is critical and this is so well documented by the scientific literature that we know that we've got to ditch the sugar. And I'm not just talking about the lollies and the chocolate, um, you know, and ice creams and those sorts of things. I'm talking about anything that breaks down straight into sugar as well, like the really highly processed carbohydrates, um, grains for some people as well, if they're not um, doing too well on that. Like if you cannot regulate your insulin levels well enough, you may need to come off grains for a short period of time to get that balance back. There's so many other things as well, isn't there, Andrew? So sugar is just like a big one and we jump on that straight away as number one. Of course, alcohol, you've got caffeine. Mm -hmm. If you smoke, man, you've got to stop smoking. Um, 
it's so important to be having things that are nourishing, but doing things like a low fat diet is not going to be supportive of healthy egg development, um, uh, including things, lots of processed foods, processed meats, non-organic meats, non-organic dairy, um, lots of GMO foods. Yeah, there's just so many things out there, unfortunately, that do affect it. And this is why it's so mundane for us to say it sometimes but it's always back to fundamentals a whole foods lifestyle that incorporates good quality fats um and this is this is just why we we say this so often because it's not just about whether you're feeling well now it's about the future Mm -hmm. generations that you may carry um because you're going to dictate a big degree of their fertility and their genetic material as well And let's go a bit deeper into the dietary stuff as well. So I know there's so many fad diets out there at the moment. Um, If you're trying to conceive, absolutely no low-fat diets. And I'm also going to go a step further here, and I might piss a few people off here, so I apologize about that. I absolutely do not advocate for the ketogenic diet if you're trying to conceive. If you are a healthy body weight, um, absolutely avoid a ketogenic diet if you're trying to have a baby because you need those fat stores to really help to have that good hormonal function but that's really uh integral for you know making the good egg quality as well um that lipid layer that's on the outside of those cells is essential you need that you need to have those that good cholesterol that will help to make the hormones that you need for uh you know fertilization as well so this is pretty important um so no low-fat diets um avoid ketogenic diets unless this has been specifically uh, prescribed to you from your natural healthcare practitioner for specific purposes um and are definitely avoiding alcohol or anything that's going to create a more estrogen dominant state for you because that's going to upset the apple cart there as well so that's the stuff we're going to take out what stuff Mm -hmm. we're going to add in so i certainly straight away jump to dark leafy greens uh, you know bring in all the antioxidants um you've got things like broccoli you've got your dark leafy veggies um think of things that are dark and colorful berries for example organic blueberries you can get lots of great um organic berries in the supermarkets now that are frozen organics which makes it so much easier because sometimes they're not Mm -hmm. always seasonal you don't don't have them at hand um so i keep frozen berries in the freezer because it's a great one for morning smoothies um uh, what fish so good quality fatty fishes um such as salmon um mm-hmm. your salmon your mackerel nuts. sardines all of those sorts of great things um mm. that's definitely your best sources of omega-3s uh absolutely your nuts and seeds your coconut oil all of that really great stuff because we need mm. to have really good um sources of dietary fats as well oh and avocados Yum. avocados are amazing one of your best little uh fertility nutrition aids is actually eggs so if something has all the nutrient density that it needs to then grow into, say, a chicken, that is your perfect little, um, you know, bundle of nutrients that will assist as well. So these, um, you know, boiled eggs as, as morning snacks, have your eggs for brekkie, you know, whatever it might be, that is the perfect little bundle of nutrients that's going to help um, to make sure that you've got all the good stuff that you need as well. Um, eggs are such a great snack. And we've discussed it before, but interestingly, nearly all of those things we just mentioned are also really magnesium rich as well. So great yeah. for relaxation, muscle relaxation, decreasing symptoms of you know hormonal imbalances. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of benefits to getting your nutrition right. And certainly there's some herbs and spices as well you can throw in there, turmeric, ginger. There's a lot of things that will actually assist and aid in blood flow. Um, so there's just so much you can do. And I think mm-hmm. it's it's important to 
get support in that. If you don't feel as though you can get your diet on track, go and become accountable to someone, you know, do a challenge with a girlfriend or have a chat to a naturopath or a nutritionist or a dietitian that uh, supports this process and make sure you're getting some great quality advice and putting together a little plan of action so you can sort of have a 90-day window where you can be really sure that you're doing everything right and making uh, every opportunity for that healthy egg development. Yeah, beautiful. All right. So let's look at some supplementation now, because this is where there's a, it's, it's big business, really. Uh, certainly reproductive health and, and um, assisted fertility is not a cheap route to go down for people if they need it. And it's probably that way for a reason. Um, there are so many different sites that push all sorts of different supplement combinations that assist, you know, the oocyte or the egg quality. Um, again, none of them are really supported by quality research that I've seen or that I've been able to find and I have researched this extensively but there are a couple of things that are well backed by research and one of those is actually DHEA and DHEA stands for diethylhydroepiandrosterone now I have to break it up when I say it because it's such a big long word that I just <laughs> I have to do that to be able to get that out properly um, DHEA is one of your steroid hormones which is synthesized from cholesterol so again ladies this is why our good fats are so important um, and it's actually the most abundant hormone um, in the human body. So it's made by your adrenal glands, your ovaries, and it's also made in the brain as well. And what it does is actually helps to synthesize your, your androgen hormones, which is, you know, like testosterone, some of your adrenal hormones, as well as estrogen as well. So we have the most amount of DHEA when we're in our early 20s, and then it declines from there. So it's easy to make that link to see that DHEA is very much involved with, you know, fertility and when we're, you know, at our... Um, kind of prime, uh, I guess, fertility uh, age. Um, but this is really important for stress and for reproductive function. And as far as supplementation goes, DHEA is the most um, – I, it has the most research that supports it and has been most scrutinized scientifically as well. And it certainly is shown to support egg uh, development, which I think is just amazing. And that egg development, remember, is integral to the quality or the competency of the embryo. Um, so your DHEA levels um, will go on a spectrum and will change according to your, your body's demands. So if you are really stressed out, if you've got all sorts of hormonal imbalances, then your DHEA will DHEA levels are going to change. Um, there's lots of things that you can do to boost this naturally. So we'll talk about that because I would much rather help women to support their natural production and natural balance of DHEA rather than going down the supplementation route because it's a very delicate balance that you need. And most of the supplements on the shelf of DHEA are far too high than what most women, women would need. And if you go too high, then that's going to create a whole bunch of other problems. Uh, so definitely use this advice with caution and have your levels tested before you ever go and try um, and, and supplement for this. Um, so because DHEA is so involved in stress, then anything that you can do to help bring your stress levels down is going to be really beneficial. Um, so all of you know, your good techniques that I know we harp on about all the time, so meditation, yoga, mindfulness, um, playtime, um, you know, managing your stress levels, so identifying the things that are the problem and starting to create small consistent shifts to help to change those things. If you're wanting to have a baby and egg quality is an issue for you, it's time to make those changes because, you know, this is pretty important.
And a great, um, yeah, great benefit um, in terms of stress management as well. Often in discussion of stress management, we always start talking about exercise. And exercise mm-hmm. is something that's really critically important because that's a, another way to enhance blood flow and circulation. And that also includes the pelvic reproductive organs. And when we talked about stasis or, or you know, poor circulation in through the, the pelvis is going to affect quality of eggs as well. So mm-hmm. that's another bonus that you've got this benefit of exercise. But you don't want to be too intensive, too rigorous. You don't want to be doing really high intensity exercise it's actually really important to bring it down notch doing more uh sort of static exercises yoga some very Mm -hmm. gentle red i guess meditation style practices things that Mm -hmm. bring your body down a notch as well so you don't be driving up cortisol response by doing high intensity high um endurance exercises and one of the reasons why exercise is so important as well is because it's going to help to maintain that good um you know body mass index even though that's a really inconsistent kind of number but it is a bit of a vague guide for us but maintaining good body fat percentages and um good body composition is one of the easiest ways to naturally maintain good DHEA levels. So if your BMI is greater than 25, it's going to upset that hormonal imbalance and or that hormonal balance, I should say. And if it's below 19, it's also going to completely throw things out as well. Uh, so exercise to be supportive of you know, good blood flow, reducing your stress levels, but also maintaining optimal DHA levels as well. Um, we really need to foster more downtime, ladies. None of us do it very well. Uh, so see if you can even schedule it into your day if you have to, because it's pretty it's pretty important. Um, now, another supplement that is actually really well researched, which I find quite interesting, is actually melatonin. Um, so melatonin is involved with our circadian rhythm, so our day-night cycles, so sleep-wake cycles, but also our reproductive rhythms as well. And next to DHEA, this is actually the second most, um, I guess, research supplementation that is supportive of you know producing good quality eggs. Um, It's also responsible for your blood pressure and a few other things. But the reason they think that melatonin is helpful is it because they think that it helps to reduce oxidative stress and get rid of some of the free radicals that can happen that can impact the maturation of the eggs, which creates the really good quality eggs um, for fertilization as well. Um, So oral supplementation of melatonin, usually at a rate of about three milligrams once a day for two weeks has been shown to give a statistically um, significant improvement in egg quality, which is not a lot. So that's pretty great. Um, However, use caution with melatonin, make sure that you um, have all the tests that you need to before going ahead and taking that and it needs to be prescribed to you as well by your practitioner. Yeah, also a couple of other supplements. Obviously, most women know about uh, preconceptive care, prenatal vitamins, so a good multi. Um, I'm a big fan of suggesting brands that are from a whole food source. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one that I recommend a lot called Baby and Me, but avoiding the synthetic vitamins, just like the problems we've discussed in our supplements episode, just your body doesn't register what's not real. (laughs) And, you know, so synthesized vitamins do not have the same impact as whole foods extracted vitamins. And that's why I always suggest women start with food first and then supplement with a great multi coverall that gives you the the plant-based extracts that uh, give you the bonuses and lifts where you may need them just in case your diet's not covering all bases. Um, And, of course, the bonus with that too, they've got great antioxidant principles. So you may even want to bumper up a a whole foods vitamin C so that you're, Mm -hmm. again, and protecting your body against the damages that come from free radicals. So the things that damage our skin and make us look old and wrinkly are the same things that are damaging our eggs as well. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, another thing that you might want to look into is coenzyme Q10. Now, I haven't actually found, you know, peer-reviewed journals that actually supports this. However, um, there is a hell of a lot of energy that's required to make an egg and then bring it to maturation. So the process that it goes to is very energy um, dense, I guess you could say. It requires a perfect symphony of hormones, of information, of blood supply, and a division of the eggs and a change that's happening at exactly the right time, exactly the right moment, and in the right sequence as well. So even just maturing an egg without even fertilizing it is an incredible, miraculous feat all unto itself as well. It's just amazing amazing how our body does these things. Um, and one thing that supports the energy systems of our body or the little energy bundles or our mitochondria is coenzyme Q10. Um, along that route as well is L-carnitine. L-carnitine has been very well researched um, that shows that it can definitely help improve egg quality. Uh, so far, I've only seen that when it's been added to culture mediums in IVF cycles. So this is all in vitro, so outside of the body. Uh, there hasn't been any evidence that now to find that supplementing with L-carnitine um, in, in a dietary version has been helpful, but it certainly can't be harmful. And that is because of it helps to balance the um, the the fatty acid um, transport, but it also helps, you know, that mitochondrial ma matrix and the energy production that the, the eggs and the cells will need. Um, so that's two little things that you can definitely look into. That's a coenzyme Q10 and L-carnitine as well. Um, so the supplementation that we've looked at is DHEA, melatonin, L-carnitine, coenzyme Q10, oh, and, and number five is definitely a really good quality multivitamin that's going to help to support your system. Yeah, cool. We're rolling through this. There's a couple of other things. Do we need to throw, I mean, lifestyle factors, we've done our stress management, we've talked about exercise, fitness, and how that's important to good quality circulation and blood flow, mm -hmm. um, great supplementation, Good quality diet, nutrient-dense nutrition is going to be a big part of how you fuel your body and, you know, new cells are produced thanks to whatever you put in. Um, protecting yourself from free radicals through those mm -hmm. antioxidants. They're really the big ones for me. Uh, anything yeah. else? And just be conscious of the environmental factors. Um, yeah. I think if you go back and listen to it, I think it might be episode three that we did about some of the toxins in your home, particularly bisphenol A, um, which is the chemical that's found in you know your plastics, the coatings of drink cans and those sorts of things. So studies have actually shown that, that BPA can affect um, the percentage of the eggs that mature and the quality of those eggs as well um so it, it's creating dna damage um potentially as well so we all know that we need to stay away from those things uh i think a lot of it is we've covered so extensively in so many episodes you know it's the lifestyle factors it's the creating that holistic wellness lifestyle that is just integral to having a healthy body even more so important to having a healthy healthy eggs healthy oocytes that can you know develop into the healthiest potential baby um, and also maybe the healthiest potential grandchild as well if, you, if you're going to be pregnant with a little girl uh, so these things are, are so important and so worth it because our future generations, you know, they don't need to suffer because of our health choices. Um, I, I feel pretty strongly about that. I think that that's, that's really important. That's awesome. And look, ladies, if you are struggling, if you've been down this path, um, implement some of the things we've suggested today. Try and bring them into your lifestyle first. If there's still 
obviously concerns or you're still having some challenges, make sure you see healthcare professionals and get the support, the assistance and the testing that you need to identify the key areas of concern so you can specifically target your program and your lifestyle to meet your needs. Um, Mm -hmm. Because this is also a cover-all episode. This is just the generalised, this is all the things that need to be in play for a woman to be healthy and fertile. Um, However, each one of us is bio-unique, meaning we all have different little quirks about us that require certain uh, support. So don't hesitate. Get in touch with the people who who can support you and help you. If you don't know who that is, please get in touch with us we're more than happy to guide you to someone in your area who we know we can refer to or trust um look thank you so much for joining us we hope that you feel as though you've got a little bit more confidence a little bit more control over where you're going with your health and fertility um i know that we're really excited about the health gut seminar coming up we've got our uh, event coming up in Frio very soon so if you haven't heard all about it please just jump online and have a check out on our Facebook page um, because the Heal Your Gut event with Carl Brock is going to be really exciting really awesome and that falls big into fertility as well so you're going to hear a lot from uh, Andrea about the gut health and hormonal balances as well so if that's something that's really important to you and you want to get your inside out health sorted out make sure you turn up to that event because that's where you're going to learn about how to get some of the things that are actually affecting your fertility back on track Because ladies, remember, if you're too deficient to make good quality eggs, then you're definitely too deficient to actually bring that egg into, you know, a a baby. So if it's not competent enough to do that, it's for a reason. So we've certainly got to start, you know, inside out and get our health on track. Um, Ladies, we hope you loved this episode. If you did, please go onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating. We love that so much. And thank you so much to all of our incredible listeners who've gone ahead and done that. Um, You know, we we don't get any money from this. We don't get any royalties, um, but we would totally take your five-star ratings as uh, as payment enough. (laughs) Um, Communicate with us on Facebook, facebook facebook.com forward slash the wellness women make sure you've got your tickets for the heal the your gut workshop it's going to be incredible and i know you're going to leave there with so much information Uh, follow us on instagram underscore the wellness women and ladies until next week be well this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.